You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 85, all about note-taking and specifically how not to note-take so that your teen does not fall into some of the traps that I see preventing students from being as effective and efficient as they could be with their note-taking. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hey VIPs, how are you? I hope you and your teen are doing great. I have had a very busy week and I have another really busy week ahead, but I'm really trying to embrace the busy and thrive on it rather than let it get me down. Because as much as sometimes I do get a little bit overwhelmed and always feel like I have so much to do... And look, I don't even have children, so I really don't know how a lot of you do it. But what I've also realized over the past year or so, and I have talked about this on the podcast, that I actually am much better when I'm busy. I thrive on being busy. I'm more effective when I'm busy. So I'm really trying to be conscious and aware of that and use it to my advantage or to my happiness (laughs) as I go. Like yesterday, I actually had what I would call a perfect Tetris day. You know, when you slot all of the tasks and all of the times together and it did help, honestly, that I had like nice things to happen at the end of the day rather than it all just being, you know, chores or work. Because the final thing on the agenda was meeting up with friends, having an early quick dinner and then going to the movies. But the rest of it was all work and it was back to back to back. I didn't even do the gym or dog walk in the morning. I got straight into work. But it was actually, like I said, a really good mix of work things and fun things. And also it did all slot together and work out really, really well. So that definitely helped. But I had zero break between any parts of it. But I will say I did sleep really well (laughs) at the end of it last night, which is I have not been sleeping that well lately. And I'm not the greatest sleeper, as you can probably imagine. It's not that hard to imagine that my brain is going a lot of the time. So I just thought I'd share that in case embracing the busy is ever an option for you or your teen on those days when there is just a lot on. But one of the reasons that I have been busy is because I've been inviting replies from everyone on my email list at the moment. And for all of you who have replied to me in any way, shape or form, a big thank you. And honestly, this is where this episode has come from. Because one of the things I got asked quite a few times was about tips on note taking. For example, Carolyn wrote... If you've not yet covered an episode or a video of summarizing or note-taking strategies, I would be keen to tune into this one. So that's what I'm doing. And honestly, I thought I must have done a podcast episode on note-taking to be able to send them that maybe as a starting point to go listen to. And I checked back through and it turns out, no, I haven't done an episode 
on note-taking. Now, I do have a whole module on it in the 10-week grade transformation program. And also, I've been working with a student on this in coaching recently. So it's probably why I thought I've sort of got it out there more. But that is why I'm doing it this week. So we're going to have an episode all about how you can help your teen become a better note-taker. But (laughs) obviously, it's not very easy to really show and train any kind of note-taking on a podcast audio. It's not easy to show or share real examples like I like to do. So here's how I'm going to approach this episode. I'm going to share some of the worst ways I see students taking notes so that you can look out for this with your teen. Because weirdly, There are some things, some concepts, some teachings in life where it's just easier to describe what not to do when you can't actually very easily show what to do in a particular format. So I hope that makes sense and I hope that this is useful. So here are the things not to do when note-taking. Okay, the first thing I want to start with here is just copying out. Producing pages and pages of notes, which often feels productive. Your teen might feel pretty accomplished for having them. It's almost like a badge of honor to have all those pages of written notes in your own handwriting. But it's not really doing anything except moving words or diagrams from one piece of paper or screen maybe to another. In fact, let's actually, let's start there for a second. This is actually going to be my number one thing. There is definitely copying out as my number one thing. And this is my other number one thing. If I can have two number ones, (laughs) this is what they are. The other thing is do not type out your notes. I see students typing out notes and I cringe. Unless your teen has a diagnosed or specific medical or physical reason why typing needs to happen instead of handwriting, then that is a way not to note take. Now, many students, this is what I hear them say, they say that typing is faster and easier. And here's what I say. (laughs) Those are the exact reasons why it's not a good idea to do it that way. Because easy means it's not really doing anything. I've had a podcast episode on this. I can't think of the number right now. Um, but I'll put it in the show notes where if it's not difficult, it's not doing anything. If we lift easy weights at the gym, we're not getting stronger or fitter. We're just moving weights around. I remember hearing a trainer in a gym I went to years ago who was actually taking a PT session for, it was like a, it was a younger guy, maybe a teenage boy who actually wanted to do the opposite. He wanted to be lifting the big heavy weights and the trainer was trying to explain, I was just earwigging, as you do, <laughs> he was trying to explain that good form and technique would actually get him better results than just trying to lift the biggest weights without full range or without good technique. And he literally said, are we trying to build muscle or are we just trying to move some weights around the room? <laughs> now, we will get on to um, the form or the technique of note-taking in a moment, but easier means that our brain isn't having to do very much and therefore it's not an effective way to learn or process or retain information. And then that faster element, yes, most of us can type faster than we can write, but that means that we're not being forced to condense or convert information. It's more likely that we're going to be just copying out what someone is saying or what's on a screen or piece of paper, which is 
Now, my second point. So handwrite, don't type. That's the top one. Now, again, I've got a lot more explanation and going into that in the 10-week program. You can go do some Googling on the research. I'm not going to go into it here. It's a very long episode if I start getting into that now. But let's get into that second point of just copying out. That is another thing not to do because then your teen is not condensing the information. So they aren't processing what is the most important information or how to cut down the wording to get to the most important key points. And likely that also means it's taking longer than it needs to. So they're also probably not using any kind of what I would just call shorthand. So not full secretarial shorthand, but I just mean in terms of basic symbols like the therefore symbol or using arrows for increase or decrease, symbols or letters for common subject terminology. Things that make sure that our brain still knows what it is that we're getting down, but we're doing it in a faster, more efficient way. So those are both important for speeding up the process of actually taking or making the notes. And it means our brains are going to be more actively processing the words and the information. Just copying out, it takes longer and it's not doing anything cognitively. We could copy out a heap of information and not know or understand or remember any of it. Now, third point is that when they're copying out, they are not transforming the information in any way. Now, I have talked about this before in an episode called Active Revision. It is in episode 52. Now, that's where I explain how and why it is so important to change the format of the information that they are learning or revising in some way. So it might be changing notes into a timeline. It might be changing it into a diagram or a flowchart or summarizing a novel through a character web or taking something that's actually originally more visual and putting that into summary notes. Because there's nothing wrong with written notes per se. It's just not a good idea if the original format was written notes to keep them as written notes. So not transforming the info. And then on top of that, not intentionally deciding on the best or most appropriate format for those notes. So for more traditional formats, is the Cornell method going to be best for this topic? Would a mind map be best? And that is a process in itself, considering how am I going to be using these notes or this info? What would be the most effective format? All of this contributes to making note-taking as effective and efficient as possible. Then finally, how not to note take is to not have anything visual. And I'm not talking here about those beautiful Pinterest, Instagram worthy notes. I'm not talking about making everything visually attractive. I'm talking about activating those visual receptor parts of the brain. So thinking about the spacing on the page, putting connected points together spatially on a page, literally drawing connections between concepts or evidence, color coding different elements or themes. In fact, that's also a thing not to do. (laughs) Do not try to make them pretty and perfect. That ties back to that handwriting, not typing. During study, during learning and revision, scruffy handwriting isn't a reason to end up typing instead of handwriting. As long as your teen can understand what they have written, that will be more effective for them. Now, yes, they do need their writing to be legible for a marker in an exam or in a formal assessment. But when it comes to their own study, they just need it to be legible to them. 
I would rather they spent the same amount of time creating three different versions and formats of information in a more scruffy way, I often talk about making messy notes, than having one beautiful and perfect page. Now, I'm not talking about just rushing something or not taking any care over something. We've talked about being intentional. We've talked about specific ways of formatting and transforming and the best ways to make those notes. This is just about not having to make it beautiful, having a more effective use of time. Now, as you can probably tell, that's kind of one of my rants (laughs) is about the amount of time that some students take to make their notes look absolutely beautiful. Now, I won't go into it too much here. I want to keep this episode kind of snappy and impactful with plenty of takeaways. So before I end up down the path (laughs) of those Pinterest style notes, let's recap now to have a clear summary on how not to note take. Now remember, full module, whole module on how to note take, the different formats, the different styles, how to decide on those effectively, what systems to use and how and in what ways in the 10-week grade transformation program. But here on this podcast episode, here is how not to note take so you can see if any of these things are happening for your teen and then decide if you want to go further with it. So number one is typing out notes. It might be faster and easier, And that is not a good thing. (laughs) Number two, copying out. Whether that's writing out full sentences without condensing or using some sort of informal shorthand or whether it is just copying out a diagram or table as is. So on that note, it's not changing the format, keeping the information in the same format. And I also want students to be intentional about what different format would be most appropriate to the information they're dealing with, to an upcoming task they know they're going to have, or even just how their brain works best, what kind of learner they are. And then finally, number four, not using visuals. That could be sketches, it could be spacing, connections, color coding. Not using those means that your teen is missing out on ways to process and better memorize the information that they're learning. So there we go. How not to note take. If your teen is doing any of those things, remember this is good news. It means that there is a whole lot of potential for them to improve their study strategies and therefore improve their confidence and their results in their study. So Carolyn and everyone else listening to this, I hope you found this helpful. If you have a request for a future episode or topic that you'd like me to cover, then please email support at rocksolidstudy.com and I will add it to my long podcast ideas list or if it's already on there, I will bump it up further to the top. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will meet you back here next week. Take care. Bye. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.